Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, January 26th. Dog Gadol. Today's scripture reading is found in Jonah chapter 1, verse 17 from the Message Translation, which reads, Then God assigned a huge fish to swallow Jonah. Jonah was in the fish's belly three days and nights. This is God's word. Dog Gadol. That's how the Hebrew reads that we translate great fish. Hebrew students are typically rather amused to discover that in Hebrew, a fish is a dog, a word that focuses on the multiplicity of minnows and perch and bass, as opposed to larger aquatic specimens. And God created great whales, reads our English translation of Genesis 1.21, whale here being a translation of the Hebrew word tanin, which pictures immensity and length, and thus a great beast of the depths like the blue whale of our seas, or the leviathan of ancient imagination, or even the pleosaur of prehistoric waters, or the kraken of Norwegian lore, or Nessie up in those Scottish highlands. But Jonah didn't get a tanin. He just got a dog. Think giant minnow. One inventoried out just for him. That's actually the picture in the Hebrew text. God is warehouse manager of the deep, step aside, Neptune, looking over the vast inventory of species in the deep and lovely dark of the abyss that we are even now still just discovering. We have so much yet to learn, people, which is why we must stop stabbing at this story's snout and let it take us. God, the ultimate Neptune, inventories the dogs of the depths, and then finds just the right dog for the job. A submersible transport for a human being who is way out of his depth. God doesn't release the kraken to terrify the surface. He assigns a really big dog to save a man's life as that man sinks like a proverbial stone into the depths of the abyss and then to serve as his underwater uber back to Palestinian shores. God assigns the dog. The dog swallows the human. And then the dog becomes a daga. No English translation of which I'm aware marks this, and how exactly would it anyway? You see, dog is masculine in gender, and daga is its feminine counterpart. Boy fishy, female fishy. That's right, the great fish in the Jonah story goes through a sex change not just once, but twice as its story unfolds. It's a dog when it swallows Jonah. After it swallows Jonah, it's now a daga, as Jonah prays from the belly or womb of what is now suddenly female fish who's pregnant with a grown man. And then when it erps Jonah up on the shore, it's just a plain old dog again. just one of the little treasures you get when you can read the Hebrew text. You're welcome. What's funny 
is that ancient rabbis who just wouldn't let themselves be swallowed by the story desperately tried to explain in pragmatic terms how this gender bending actually took place, going so far as to imagine an underwater mouth-to-mouth passing of Jonah from male to female fish. Okay, once again, stop stabbing the story snout and just let it swallow you already. Metaphor, people. Metaphor. Some stories are so true they can only be told through metaphor. And the truth here is that Jonah is experiencing a radical rebirth in this descent into the depths that ultimately finds him in the belly slash womb of a great fish, specially appointed to the task of bearing and then birthing him onto dry land. Rebirth, resurrection, descent, ascent. No wonder Jesus loved this story and vouchsafed it to the disbelieving hearts of his evil and adulterous generation. It's the story that encapsulates his own journey, his own full descent and ascent of death and resurrection, as he too was born again in emerging from that tomb, even as Jonah was in emerging from the dog, or the dargah which makes it our story, too. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what is the most unusual instrument God has employed in your own life to save and radically redirect your life? What happened? Lord, I so love my proofs, my reasons, my facts. God, how I love my facts. And yet life is so much more. So much more than an accumulation of verified and verifiable facts, verified today and debunked tomorrow after the latest study or discovery. And then the one after that, and the one after that, ad infinitum. Lead me beyond this orderly house of reasons and proofs to the wider world of you and of the divine imagination that makes all things new. I'm tired of thrashing about. Swallow me whole, O great fish, and take me where you will. Through your mercies.